Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Amen. Come on, give the Lord one more praise. Go ahead and grab a seat. Here we go. Just plain. Just plain. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, we're going to jump back into our series called Hope. Somebody say hope. Come on, somebody say hope. Come on, hallelujah. And so today's subtitle message for our series is keep going. Keep going. Amen. The definition of hope is this, to cherish a desire with anticipation, to want something to happen or to be true, a trust It's a reliance. Amen. Someone put it like this in a quote. Amen. Hope is the answer of the soul which keeps you going no matter what. Come on. Come on. No matter what. Tell your neighbor, keep going. Tell somebody else, don't stop. Hallelujah. How many? We got to keep on going. Ain't no stopping us now. Come on. We're on the move. You remember that song? Ain't no stopping us now. We're on the moon. Oh, now I'm getting too old for you. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But praise the Lord. I want you to turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31. And I'm going to jump with this scripture here that will help us on keeping going. Amen. Praise the Lord. It says here in Isaiah 40, 31, But those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagle. They will run and not be grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. The New Living Translation says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. The New King James says, but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Amen. And it's for those uh, uh, that, uh, that, that whose hope, who trust, and who waits. Those are the people, amen, that will get strengthened, renewed, and find new strength. How many in this? How many people in this place need some strength? Come on, I don't know about you, but I need strength every day, amen. You know why? Because the devil doesn't stop. Come on, he's not going to stop, amen, just because you came to church on Sunday. Let me tell you, he's waiting for you tomorrow on Monday morning. Come on, for some of you, he's waiting for you in your car right now. Hallelujah. And so it's not, the devil's not going to stop, amen. And so we got to understand it's for those that hope. It's for those who trust. It's for those who wait, amen. Those are the ones that God will strengthen, amen. Those are the ones that will be renewed in strength. Those are the ones that will find new strength. The things that that you were doing before, amen, maybe not be working anymore, amen. you got to find some new strength. Come on, if you're going through some seasons and you're hitting some walls, amen, you're wondering what the heck's going on, you're working on some old strength. Am I talking to anybody here? you got to find some new strength. Look at somebody say, find some new strength. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, a couple of weeks ago, listen, God told us not to dwell on the past. Remember that? That message, don't dwell on the past. I mean, he, he tells them all the things that he did, amen. And he says, you know what? Forget about all that. Why? Because he says, I'm going to do a new thing. 
Come on, somebody. And when that new thing comes, new strength. Come on. Come on. Tell somebody, keep going. Hope is something that the Lord knew that we needed in our lives and we need it in our walk. Hope helps, helps us hang on. And for some of us this afternoon, God is saying to you, somebody say, saying to me, come on, stop your complaining and keep going. Stop saying I'm done, amen, and keep going. Stop saying I can't and keep going, amen. Turn to somebody and say, keep going. Come on, all we do is complain. All we do is says, I want to quit. All you say, I can't, amen. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And those on, on Facebook Live, stop it, you too. Come on, uh, keep going. Come on, somebody say, keep going. You see, when things aren't looking so good, when troubles hit our lives and when the storms of life rise up, amen, and when we get hit with a crisis, we got to keep going. Hallelujah. Because of hope is why I'm standing here today. Come on, there have been times where I felt like giving up. Am I talking to anybody here, amen? Come on, but hope lifted me up, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, hope is the one of the things that will last forever. Come on, somebody say forever. forever. Come on, this is the one, one of the things that will last forever. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Three things last forever. Faith, hope, and love. Come on. And I'm here, to, I'm here to declare to PCLV, and I'm here to declare to those that are online joining us today that faith has a name, love has a name, hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. Tell your neighbor, look to hope, not to the Pope. <laughs> Come on, y'all look to the hope. Come on, not the Pope. Listen, when you call out to God, when you begin to shout like we did right here, right? The Lord says you need to shout, amen. Sister Bloom came up and says you need to shout, amen. Some of you guys need to shout Jesus in the midst of your trial. Some of you need to shout Jesus in the midst of your trouble, amen. Come on, the thing is uh, trouble still remains because you don't shout. Come on, some of you don't rem remain in that struggle because you don't shout. You don't shout because you don't believe. Somebody needs to shout. All right, five people will be, get delivered today, amen. I said, someone needs to shout in this place. When you shout, hope comes, church. When you shout to Jesus, my God will show up and bring hope with it. He'll bring hope each and every time with him. I'm here to prophesy to somebody. I'm here to say, thus say the Lord to somebody. I'm here to remind you on someone online, this is what the Lord has for you, amen. And this is what the Lord will say, amen. It's in Jeremiah 29, 11, And he says this to you, and I prophesy this to you, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and to give you hope this is what God wants to do for you 
Amen. Come on, this is a prophecy of a word for God for each and every person. Come on, it doesn't matter how long you've been saved, how long you've been coming here. Hope is for everyone. Come on, somebody. If you walked into this place looking for hope, guess what? You found it. Amen. And it's found in Jesus Christ. Amen. You got to find hope. Come on, that's why we're at church. That's why we got the testimonies that we're in this place because people were looking for hope in desperate times. Amen. And they found a place that said, you know what? Maybe something I was created created for something. Maybe I'm not an accident. Maybe God has a plan for my life. Amen. And he came in and someone introduced you to Jesus and you found hope. Hallelujah. Someone excited in this place. Church, we got to keep going. God has a good plan for you. His plans were never intended for evil or disaster. You're wondering why this happens in the world. What, why that happens in the world. Come on. God didn't bring it. There's a devil, you know. Come on. We forget about him. Come on. We like to blame everything on God or pastor. <laughs> but his plans are never intended for evil or disaster. He never brings a crisis to harm you. He doesn't, come on, bring a pandemic to bring doubt to your life. Amen. God brings a future and God brings hope. Hallelujah. See, the enemy brings evil. The enemy brings disaster. The enemy brings harm. The enemy brings doubt. Amen. But God brings hope. Come on. Aren't you happy for hope? Ain't you glad that there's hope for you? Hope for your situation, hope for your marriage, hope for your finances. Come on, hope is extended in all kinds of areas if you trust God. Amen. I'm so glad I'm here. I'm worshiping God and God's just moving, God's just speaking. I'm just saying, God, you're too much. God, we don't deserve this, but God, you want to give us and you want to bless us. Amen. And he's just saying, if you just wake up and you draw to me and come to me, watch what I'll do for you. Yes, we come, and, and some of us still don't believe that God can change your situation or God cause your situation. Listen, church, we got to get things right if we really want to hang on to hope. What the enemy meant for evil, God will always turn for the good, church. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20 says this, but as for you, somebody say me, Come on, you were, you, were, you were meant evil against me, but, but God meant it for the good. Though evil does come our way, church. Come on, we're not exempt from that. Come on, the Bible says it falls on the just and the unjust. It rains on the just and the unjust. And we're not exempt from the troubles of this world or, or everything that the world's going through. But listen, church, when disasters may hit our lives and harm does come our way, amen, and, and crises do strike our lives, God is telling you and I today, keep going with hope. Because when evil comes and disaster comes and harm comes and crisis hit, amen, we can pray to our God and he will always show up and he'll always bring hope. God will show up and show off. <laughs> he always does. Come on, he'll blow your mind if you let him. Come on, you've been blown away by God. Tomorrow, this morning was a blown away morning. 
We can look at that just as a moment, as a moment, or you can say, man, that was pretty cool. Man, God really moved. God, he really spoke to me right there in that moment. Or we can just say, God did a good thing. See, a lot of us picture God as this, this little God. But God is a big God. Come on, he's outside everything he created. That's how big God is. He's outside the universe. He's outside all creation. Come on, he's outside of it. He's not part of it. Are you understanding me? That's how big God is. And here in the book of Jeremiah, you have to understand where the people of Israel are at this time in history. It's not really a good time for them. You really know the story here. It's not a good time in that season for the, for the people of Israel. It's not really a good time right now in our world. Can somebody say amen? amen. Come on, we're with all the sexual genders and homosexuality and transgender and all that's hitting our, our nation and our world right now. There's so much confusion, so much things going on. But here in the book of Isaiah, come on, here in the book, amen, the people, or not in Isaiah, is what I, yeah, I, Jeremiah, here in this book, amen, you got to understand the people of Israel have been exiled to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. Say that 10 times. Hallelujah. Come on, they're captives. They're on lockdown. Come on, I remember lockdown. <laughs> Come on, how many want to go back to lockdown? <laughs> Come on, hallelujah. Come on. No, these, these guys are on lockdown. They're captives. Their situations of this story, as you read it, don't, it looks hopeless. So God sends a prophet by the name of Jeremiah. To give them a message of hope. Come on. The chapter before, you remember? The prophet Isaiah was bringing them a message of hope. And here, Jeremiah is doing the same thing. How many know that God will always bring messages of hope each and every time for your situation? What Pastor Randy Nichelle did last week was a message of hope for us. Come on, somebody. Look what Jeremiah writes in Jeremiah 29, 4-7. And he says this, this is what the Lord's of heaven's army, the God of Israel, says to all the captives. And he says to you today, he has exiled you to Babylon from Jerusalem. He tells them, build homes, plan to stay. In other words, he's telling the people of Israel, you need to pack a lunch, amen. You're going to be here for a while. Come on, this ain't a 30-day thing, a 60-day thing, a two-week thing, amen. It's going to be for a while. And he goes on and he tells them, plant gardens, Eat the food they produce, marry and have children, find spouses for them so that you can have many grandchildren. Come on, it's going to be a long, long time. <laughs> it's going to be a long time here, church. He says, multiply, don't dwindle away. Work for the peace and the prosperity of the city where I exile you into. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Jeremiah' message of hope to Israel was to keep moving forward. Come on, keep moving on and don't look 
back. Tell your neighbor, don't look back. Come on, we take little glances back, amen. God says, don't do that. Go forward. I don't care what happened yesterday. Don't look back. I don't care what happened in 2022. Don't look back. I don't care whatever the season that you were stuck in. Don't look back to it. Let it go. Come on, tell your neighbor, let it go. Oh, that's a hard one for some of you guys. Oh, you're like this, let it go. Come on. Some of you guys are not letting things go. You say you are, but you're not. You know why? Why I know that? Because there's no change in your life. If there's no change, you're, letting, you're not letting things go. You're not changing. I'm going to tell the truth. Come on, come on, if you're going through seasons in your life, you got to check yourself. Come on, come on, you got to check yourself, amen, and say, what's going on? There are things that you're holding on to the past, and God says, I want you to let it go. I got greater things for you ahead, but you're stuck in 20 so so or 19 so so for some of you guys, amen. He says, let it go, and I want to do something new, and that's why you have no change. That's why you have no happiness. That's why you're still in the struggle. So don't blame it on pastor. Don't blame it on God. Blame yourself. Come on, we, we big boys and big girls here, all right? Come on, I, I'm a pastor. I'm not, I'm not here to give you a bottle. Give me a bottle. Milk season's over. Start eating some meat, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Grow up. Tell your neighbor, grow up. Tell yourself, grow up. I'm sick and tired of crybabies. I'm here to help, but I'm not here to cuddle your cries. I'm here to help you as a man and a woman. Come on, somebody. The bottles have been thrown away. There's a season for that. I said there's a season for that. But if we've been here long enough, amen, we should not be on a bottle. Does not look good for a grown man to be drinking a bottle. There's, there's, there's something wrong there. Come on, somebody. So... Jeremiah comes and he tells him, he tells him this, he, he tells him to, to go forward, uh, go move ahead, and he says, don't stop living. You got to listen to this. Don't stop living. You see, the problem with most of us, if not all of us, that when we get hit and when we're facing difficulties and when crises come our way, we stop living. You're no longer the Christian no more. You're not talking like the talk anymore. Come on, you shut down. Come on, somebody. Come on, don't look at me all weird, amen, because you all leave Sunday feeling pretty good. Come on, you all leave, and then we and my wife get a call on Sunday night after getting hit and say, oh, my world is falling apart. Well, you know who you are. And I'm not lying because I got voicemail, hallelujah. I'll play it right now. I'll show you a text. <laughs> Come on. 
How can we fall apart? How can you say, man, I got hope? How can you say God moved? Come on, on a Sunday morning and six hours later, your life is falling apart. Why? You stopped going forward, amen. You started looking at your rear, rear mirror and looking to the past, amen. Come on, we got to go forward, amen. We start living in freak out mode and panic mode and angry mode. Come on, look at somebody and say, oh, you angry. Oh, you angry. Oh, you angry. Come on, somebody. I'm not here to embarrass anyone. I'm not here to put you on the spot. I'm here to tell you the truth because it's the truth that will set you free. Amen. Come on, we need to move forward. Tell your neighbor, keep going. So Jeremiah, Jeremiah is telling Israel, don't give up. Don't settle. Listen, don't settle for your situation. Don't become, listen, a byproduct of your surroundings. Listen, don't die. Multiply. Ooh, come on, somebody. Come on. Listen. In other words, don't die in your situation. Don't die in your circumstances. Don't die in your crisis. Listen, don't die. Multiply. Multiplying your faith. Multiplying your strength. Multiply yourself in the Lord. Come on, tell somebody, keep going. For some of you, you need to tell yourself, keep going. See, we're good to tell everybody about their faults. Keep going, sis. Come on, what's wrong with you? You need us to do that. <laughs> Come on, we're good at telling everybody, keep going. But when it comes to you, you, yes, uh. <laughs> you don't keep going. You need to preach to yourself. Come on, somebody say, preach to me. Church. When you're going through some hard times, I mean, anyone going through some hard times in this place? Come on. It's all right. Come on and say, I'm, I need some help. Come on, somebody. Come on. When troubles and crises come, we say I. Come on. We as children of God should not decrease but increase. See, we know these things, but yet we don't do them. Amen. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 says this, but each time he said, my grace, say his grace. Somebody say, his grace. My grace is all you need. My power, his power works best in your weakness. So I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For that when I am weak, then I am. See, you know the scripture. We all know the scriptures. Yet when time in crises and pandemics and all this stuff hits our lives, we forget that. It's the truth. So instead of crying out to God, you're crying out texting pastor. <laughs> explanation points. Come on. And sometimes we think that explanation point is going to get my attention right away. Like, oh, oh, oh. Listen, let me tell you something. There'll be times where I won't call you back. There'll be times that you won't receive a text from me. And that's telling you that you're calling the wrong person. 
you need to call on God. You need to get a hold of yourself. And you need to remember the word of God. And you need to stand on his promises. Come on, I'll, I'll throw off life, life, life once in a while. But there's times I won't throw nothing. You're going to have to call on God. Come on. And God will show up. And don't just be a two-minute prayer. No, nothing happened. I did it. <laughs> Come on, don't, don't start texting me, man. Come on, there's a story of a guy that was stuck on an island. I don't know if you guys heard of that. So he's stuck there and he's calling out to God, God, I want you to save me. God, I need you to save me. Show up in, in the midst of my crisis, in the midst of my, my, my surroundings right now. And here came this boat, and he comes and this boat comes and, and the guy says, come on. And he comes and he goes, no, no, get away. I'm waiting on God. Get out. So the guy takes off on his boat and the helicopter comes and he goes, get here. Get on. We're here to save you. No, get out of here. God's going to save me. Get out. Come on. And then another guy comes on, a, on, a, on, a, on one of those uh, Scooby-Doo's, whatever they're called. Amen. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I mean, Scooby-Doo's. Hallelujah. He goes, hey, I'm here to save I've seen you, man. I'm here to save you. And he goes, no, get away from me. God's going to save me. And the guy ends up dying. And he goes to heaven. And he tells God, what's up? Man. I called out to you, and I, I told you, come save me. He goes, I did, but you turned me away. I sent a boat. <laughs> I, sent a, I sent a helicopter and a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> See, sometimes we're looking for God to answer us in our own way. Where God says, I'm right here. And sometimes you're going to have to hear it hard and not just soft. Why? Because he wants to save you. Come on. The kingdom of God consists of powerful men and women of God, not babies. Are you following me? It's an army. We're part of an army ready to fight battle. The things that we have here and the, the classes that we offer is to equip you for those battles. And that's why church is so important. But building your relationship with God is more important. That when you're in your crisis and he's not answering, you can call to God who will always answer you. Let me tell you, there's been many times that I've just had moments with God, and those are God moments. God wants you to have God moments with him. Where the Holy Spirit, who has to be your best friend, starts to speak to you in that, sound, that still voice and gives you direction. Come on. He's there for us. You just got to call on him. Church, we don't get weak. We get strong. Come on, we don't sit down. We stand up, amen. We don't go under. We go over, church. Why? Because we have hope. A hope that will last forever. Listen. I'm going to drop a rhyme on you, okay? Let go of the dope. Don't lean on the Pope. Hang on to hope. <laughs> Record coming in the summer, amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to drop it. 
Come on, tell somebody, keep going. Keep going. Even though evil does come, church, disaster does hit, harm is around us. Jeremiah is telling Israel, and Jeremiah is telling you today, don't stop living. Don't shut down. Don't quit. Keep building. Keep planning. Keep eating. Keep growing. Keep going deeper. Keep giving. Keep serving. Keep praying. Those, we don't give up on those things. Amen. I'm going through a crisis. I can't give my tithes. What? <laughs> I hope you talk about that. Amen. Crisis, you still give. <laughs> right? We don't stop doing it. Oh, uh, I'm going through a hard time. Well, I can't come to church. That's when you should be in church. He's telling them, don't stop living. Don't stop doing what, you, what you're supposed to be doing. He's telling the, the, the children of Israel, keep on going. So plan, so eat, so keep on doing the things that you need to do. You got to understand the last five banners, church. Do you remember all our banners for the last five years? Because it's very prof uh, uh, prophetically speaking to our church here. And I'm here to let you to remind you, come on. The first one is be still. Why? Be still to know that I am God. Come on, then we went from victory. Come on, that the victory belongs to the Lord. Come on, somebody. Then we went to declare, amen. Uh, come on, uh, that we can stand and declare the wonders uh, of him who called us out of darkness into your marvelous light, amen. Last year was rooted, amen, that we can go deep in him, that we can build, be, build upon him, amen. And this year is about crossing over, amen. Make your preparations now and cross over. All these themes are linked together and very prophetic for our church. They're not just a cool banner to throw on the wall, amen. This is a word of God spoken to me to give to you. He knew that we needed to be still know that he was God during this moment. The victory banner came during, during, the, during the pandemic that the battle belonged to him. And then when we got out of the pandemic, then we need to start to declare who he is. Grow deeper to cross over. Church is all linked. Just don't throw words together. I don't, I don't know what to do. Crossover, okay, let's throw, do crossover. This is, this is sought out for you, for our church, for what God wants to do in this city through PCLV, guys. We've got to grab a hold of those things, church. Listen, life does not stop in the crisis. It does not stop in unpleasant or stressful times. We must adjust and keep going. Come on, somebody. Listen, church, stop walking like your problem. Come on, somebody. For some of it, your face tells it all. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You look like you've been run over, beaten, and slapped by life and slapped by the devil all together in one weekend. Come on, you, you can have your hallelujah smile, amen, but you, you're all tore up from the floor up. Come on, you're, you're beat down, amen. You got to adjust yourself and start to walk to who you belong to, amen. Come on, walk like a son. Walk like a daughter, amen. Walk of the, like a God of the most high, amen. Put your head up, amen, and start walking with a holy confidence. Come on, devil, you run round one, but here comes round two. I'm ready for you, fool. 
Come on, somebody. You got to start fighting, church. Come on, it's not just talking to talk. We all talk to talk, amen. But when it comes down to it, all the devil has to do is go boom. <laughs> Pastor. You laugh because it's truth. Because it, it doesn't feel that happy. You're not laughing the moment you're texting. It's real to you. Life is stopping right there for you. The devil has you, and you forgot all about the promises of God. And God's just right here saying, just tag me, call out to me. I'm, I'm right here, son. I'm right here, daughter. I got the answer. I'll send my Holy Spirit to you. He'll, he'll give you discernment. He'll tell you what to do. Yet we don't. So the people within the church are not answering, and you're not calling out to God, then you're calling your old friends. Or doing your old thing. You're going back to the familiar things that used to help you cope with those things. You know what I'm talking about. Church, I, we gotta we got to grow, we have to understand some things in our lives if we want to have be successful in this walk, church. Right? Sister Carl was sharing, you know what man. I was going, why? Because she let go of some things. Right? The learning stopped. There's a season. All of us have stopped in seasons. Come on, some of us have backslid. Come on, any backsliders in the house? <laughs> Come on, I'm a backslider. Come on. Come on. Come on. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> Come on, if you're away from God, there was a season that we, we weren't doing God things. You're looking at a backslider of 10 years. That God redeemed, but what kept the course was hope in my life. What's kept us here for 20, going on 22 years is because I, I held on to hope. Even when everyone else deserted, I stood here. Me and my wife stood here. We said, we're not going. God brought us here, and we're going to build a church. You want to join us? Let's do this. Come on. We're not playing church here. We're here to fight because the devil's real. We're here to equip, build, know the word, because you need the word to fight with the word. Come on, you can't just quote my quotes. Come on, or just quote a, 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 the Bible or scripture. Come on, just because your license plate says, I'm saved, <laughs> doesn't protect you. <laughs> Holy Ghost, <laughs> just because you have a Holy Ghost on you doesn't, doesn't protect you. You got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You guys okay? Come on, walk shouting. Walk believing. Walk with the certainty that everything in your life is going to be okay because God is a master of turning what's bad to good. Amen. I know that's my God. Amen. So I'm going to hang out in this season. I'm going to hang out in this valley knowing that my God's going to deliver me to the mountaintop. Stop focusing on the bad and focus on the good. And put your eyes back on Jesus and keep going, church. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Paul here is speaking. He says this, amen, and he can speak for us, amen. He says, not that I've already obtained all this or I've already arrived at my goal, but I 
press on, right? Keep on going to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took a hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet taken hold of it, but one thing I do. One, say that with me. One thing I, say that with me. One. Come on, when you're going through a crisis, when you're going through a season in your life, I want these words, these three words to pop in your mind. One thing I do. Let me tell you, if you can go back to that, it will it'll align you back to the word of God. It's going to align you right here where Paul is speaking. One thing I do, come on, forgetting what's behind and straining towards what's ahead, I press on or I keep going towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Come on. If you're going to write anything down, but one thing I do. Remember that. Write it down. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it in your car. Put it in the place that you always run to. And put one thing I do. Put it. When you panic and you go to the places that you shouldn't go, put that one thing I do there. So that when you run to it, oh, one thing I do. I'm not going to give in this time. I'm not going to go there this time. I'm not going to drink that this time. I'm not going to smoke that this time. Come on, am I talking to anybody in this place? I'm not going to do the things I used to do in this time. One thing I do. I forget what's behind Three things is four things. I'm sorry. Oh, man, I messed you guys up right there. Whoa. Okay, what is it? <laughs> Why is it when trouble comes, we forget hope? Instead of moving on, instead of moving forward, instead of keep going down, we, we shut down. We forget, church. Some of you guys have lost your giddy up. Come on. Come on, there was times we were walking in church. Yeah, what's up, God? Woo, Jesus. You had to, to giddy up, man. You were a smile. You were skipping. Some of you guys, I can't even skip, amen, but some of you guys skip back to your, your, to, back to your car, and you guys were happy. But now your giddy up's like this. <laughs> and then we answer like this, I'm here. <laughs> we got attitudes. Come on, somebody. We're complaining. We walk in right away. How's it going, bro? Instead of saying hi, good morning. We throw up on each other. Come on, somebody. It's the truth. Come on, there's no like, you know, we get the, you, let me tell you. There's no one that calls and says, you know, you know they, they start off a sis, bro. You know what? I, you know, I, I'm going through some things. And then, then you start explaining the thing right away. It's like, hello? You're like, hello. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> we just want to get it out. Get your giddy up back, church. Maybe the problem lies that you don't pray in those times. Listen, complaining to God is not praying. Come on. Not that you can't voice your complaint to God, but that is not praying, church. Jeremiah tells his people in, uh, uh, of Israel right here in verse 7, he says, pray to the Lord. 
Pray to the Lord. Listen, prayer always lines you up with hope, church. Because when you pray, hope shows up. And hope will always show up and keep you going, church. Jeremiah tells him to pray for their situation. Instead of complaining, I want you guys to pray. Amen. Pray for the pagan nation that you've been exiled to. You start saying, pray for your city. We complain about Las Vegas. God says, pray about Las Vegas. Pray for your city. Pray for your surroundings. Amen. Come on, Jeremiah tells them, pray for the nation, uh, for their situation. Amen. Pray for that pagan nation uh, that you've been exiled to. Amen. How many know that we need to pray for our nation, especially in the time that we're in right now? We are a people that like to complain about our nation. We complain about our government. We complain about our president. And we complain about all these things it's, uh, uh, that when you should be praying. Pray for President Joe Biden. Come on, boy, he needs some prayer. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't complain about him. Oh, he's this and that and tonto and whatever you want to call him. Amen. Pray for him. No matter who's in the White House, God is always king. But pray for your president. Pray for our nation, church. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Pastor. What you're saying is I have to pray for our enemies? I got to pray for those that harm us? I got to pray for a president that I don't like, a governor, a mayor. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. You need to pray. And maybe that's why some of us don't pray. See, when you start to pray for those that harm you and those that hurt you, heart shifts. Now you start getting a heart like God who loves the whole world. The whole world loves that neighbor that bugs you. Oh, yeah, loves that guy. Come on, somebody. Come on. Oh, I'll pray for you, brother, but him, I, I don't know. I don't know about that dude. We don't pick and choose who we want to pray for. You pray for everybody. Everybody. Because God loves everybody. God came for the world for everybody. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 says this, I urge you, first of all, pray for all people. Does it say some people? Does it say the people you like? People that you're close to? Your besties? <laughs> What's it say? Say it. All people. God asked him to help you and intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Woo. Pray this way for the kings and all who are in authority. That talks about presidents, governors, mayors, all that stuff right now today. So that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. See, when we do these things, God blesses us and, and, and gives us godliness and gives us dignity, church. Timothy says to pray for all people. Although God is all-powerful, all-knowing, he has chosen us, he has chosen you to join him to change the world through prayer. 
And how this works, church, is a mystery to all of us because of our limited understanding, but it's reality, church. Paul based his instructions about prayer for everyone on his conviction that God's invitation for salvation is for all people. Black, white, China, it doesn't matter. He came for everyone. Come on, he didn't come for a certain group. And we know that the Jews are the chosen people, but he came for the Gentiles. We're the Gentiles, if you don't know. Amen. He came for all people, church. Come on, the word, everyone, captivates the very nature of the gospel that the world that God loves includes every single person. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, not just Las Vegas, not just East L.A., or whatever neighborhood you came from. Come on, somebody. He came for all the world. That you may find it hard to pray for those that do bad. Or those that you just don't like. Come on, how many know that there's disliking in the church today? Come on, instead of love in the church. Come on. That, but that's when your prayers are needed the most. When we're going through those seasons, and God is dealing with some kind of hatred in our hearts towards other people. And when we start to pray for other people that we don't like, it starts to adjust us back to how God is. When you enter times of trouble or sudden change, pray diligently and keep going forward. Do whatever you can, rather than giving up or shutting down church because of fear or uncertainty, pray to the Lord of hope. He's there for you, church. Hope is there for us in these times, church. As I close, look at boom, right on time. Church, when you shout to God, he always shows up in your crisis, your troubles, and your situations. And he'll always bring hope with him. You just got to keep going. How many want to keep going? If you want to keep going, stand up. Come on, let's stand up. Come on. I don't think any of us got up this morning, got dressed, got kids ready or got yourself ready, all this just to come to church. I believe that there are some people here today that, you know what, I need some hope for my situation. God, I need some change in my circumstances. Come on, we're not, we're not here just to show up, church. We're here because we're looking for hope. We're looking for change. We want, we want breakthrough in our marriages. We want breakthrough in our families. We want breakthrough in our lives. We want breakthrough in, in, our, in our own selves. God, there's things inside of me, God, that God, that need to change, and I can't keep going like this or, dis, or disregard it or not deal with it. I need help. 
Church, we, we really need to align our hearts to the Father because time is short. I'm not here to scare anybody or, or tell you something untruth, but can I let you in on something? Jesus is coming back. And the thing with that is that no one knows the time and no one knows the hour. But he can come like that. The Bible says he'll come like a thief in the night. One moment you're here, the next moment those that he picks up are gone. And so we can't play the fence. We can't play in doubt. We, we have to get, just get right with God. And he's asking the church to repent from their ways and repent from their doubt. And put your eyes back on Jesus who has hope for us. Because the Bible says that there's a group of people. And I'm not saying you are those people, but there's a group of people that's mentioned in the Bible. That when they get to heaven, face judgment day, they're going to come with a list of their credentials. And they're going to say, Lord, I went to PCLV. I was an usher. I was an usherette. I gave my tithes. I gave my time. I sang on the worship team. I took care of the kids in the back. I teach the kids in the, in the classrooms. I passed out a flyer for you, God. And he's going to say to them, away from me, for I don't even know you. So church doesn't save you. It's a relationship with God Almighty in how you live and the changes that are in the process in your life. See, the time that God saved you and the time that you die and you stand before him, you can't be the same guy. You can't be the same woman. You got to be a changed man that understands what Christ did on the cross for you. That he came to save you from those struggles and break the bondages of sin with the, with the blood of Jesus. And you start to walk in holiness. You start to walk in those things of God because that trumpet can blow at any time, church. All prophecies, let me let you know, all prophecies have been fulfilled. There's nothing that we're waiting for, church. The trumpet can blow at any time. Everything that's being spoken is being already here. People in the church are going to fall away from the faith. That's happening already today. So everything in the prophetic is being already fulfilled and being done. The next thing is him blowing the trumpet. But the Bible says that he delays him coming back because he doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell. So he's waiting for you. He's waiting for your brother, your mom, your sister, cousins, friends, whoever you're praying for. He says, I'm not coming back yet. I'm waiting for that person. But the Bible does say that he won't tarry with us long. There's going to be a time where he has to make the call and says, I'm coming back home. I'm going to take my children. I'm going to take them home. Now, when he comes back and the rapture happens in the church, doesn't mean the ones that are left behind have no choice, that they're out. They can't get saved. But I can tell you right now, it's going to be very hard to serve God in those days because the Antichrist will rise up. 
the mark of the beast will be in place. You'll be subject to a one world nation, one currency nation. And it's happening now, church. If you don't see it, you were, you're blind. Everything that you see right now, money's going away. It's all going to be, it's all debit, it's all this stuff, it's all pretty soon to be marked in your body. And that's how you go to the market to pay. That's the mark. It's here. And it's putting into your minds of society that this is pretty cool. We want, we, everything goes into account. We don't have to carry nothing. We can't get robbed. Our identity is all right here. So we'll buy it. Church, we got to open our eyes because he's coming back soon. But he's waiting for you to get right because he doesn't want you to perish. That's how much God loves the world. So let's get ourselves right so we can get our families right and get them saved and at least speak the truth enough, amen, that if we that rapture happens and they're left behind, they know that God, that God picked us up. Not aliens, not whatever the government will do at that time to cover all the missing people. They'll know God came and I'm going to serve him. And they can get right there and serve because there's going to be witnesses still preaching his word. They're going to get left behind. And that is going to be their mission to try to win as many people before he comes back for the big battle. So let's get right, church. Let's align ourselves back to the Lord because we've got time right now. The time. The Bible says a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. We don't know the time, church. We have to live like today can be that time. And that's how we should live every day. Today will be that day, God. God, today, if you're going to come, I want to be right before you today. That's the, more, that's the prayer that I pray every day when I wake up. God, if it's today is a day, I want to be right in your sight. So, God, forgive me of all my, all my sins. God, forgive me for anything I've done, Lord. I don't want anything to stop and hinder me going home. That's a prayer that I pray. 